Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey, and thank you for tuning in to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with me, your host, Michelle Spiva, also known as your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And what we're going to be talking about today is the need for us to understand that it is okay to have mood swings about what's going on. You might be up in the morning and down at night and all right by the time you go to bed, but there's a reason for it. And I just want you to know that we're here and we're going to get into some wisdom about it. So tune in as and join me on the flip, I should say, as we talk about strong opinions held weekly. I'll see you on the flip. Hey there, it's Michelle, and thank you for joining me today. We're going to be getting into dealing with that stuff that goes on in our hearts and minds that we don't necessarily talk about. And I like to call it being a cast member of the soap opera called As the Moods Swing. Yeah. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with you. It's just when we get into times of uncertainty, when no matter how much you plan, you don't know what's going to go on. It is okay to have these feelings of, I feel fine. No, I don't feel fine. (laughs) And, And in between. And so if you'll bear with me, I'm going to be actually talking about a concept that has uh, been around in business management, forecasting, dealing with complex systems, but we're going to be applying it in the terms of wisdom, okay? And that is the concept of having a strong opinion, but holding on to it weakly. And when I was exposed to this concept, it was couched in the understanding that this is one of the core differences between smart people and wise people. And we'll be talking a little bit more about the smart versus the wise. But what I want to just say at the top of what our conversation is for today is that, and I like the way Cornell West says it best. He says, let your phone be smart, but you be wise. And it's a catchy statement that encomps, encom, comp, uh, encapsulates excuse me, a lot. And when we think about being smart, we think about being right. We think about being factual, being concise to the point, and accuracy. 
So it's all about the logical, the intellectual. But when we think about being wise, we also incorporate that into being able to have a, a, a certain amount of control over ourselves. So self-control or self-management and knowing yourself, your pacing, your environment, and all of those little things that help us to navigate treacherous terrain that could trip us up if we're unawares. And so with this whole idea of having a strong opinion, but holding it weakly, and when you're talking about it in the guise of talking about wisdom, what we're saying is, is being able to think you know something, but also being able to not hold on to it so tightly that you can't ever uh, change your mind and think about something else. All right. And so let's talk about those, those mood swings right now. Uh, in our current world, and of course, I don't have a large amount of people that I interact with every day. I mean, I, I interact with quite a few, but I wouldn't say it's a large segment, you know, not one-on-one. But what I will say is that of those people I'm talking to, the norm right now is that we feel like we're on this pendulum swinging back and forth. You know, we're toggling between optimism and pessimism. We are terrified in the short term, but still being able to be optimistic in the long run. And as uh, Morgan Housel likes to say it, as he wrote in a blog today, like I said, I, I really appreciate his writings. He's talked about how we find ourselves being um a prophet and a fatalist at the same time. And it's okay to get to the point where you can be what Einstein said, which is when it's accredited or attributed to Einstein as saying that that, that, that ability to hold two opposing thoughts at the same time is a mark of genius. And I just want you to know that your mood swings and your feelings like it's going to be okay, but not today. It's okay because it is part of us negotiating our terrain and trying to forecast. And that brings me to a world famous forecaster uh, who came up with or who is noted as being the person to come up with this idea of having strong opinions held weekly. And that is Mr. Paul um, Safo, and he is S A F F O, Safo. And he is a world renowned forecaster. Uh, where he deals with large-scale and long-term change. And so uh, Ivy League through and through, but his ability to approach complex systems and understandings is where we got this uh, mantra of strong opinions held weekly way back in the mid-1980s when he started working with how to approach uh, things that are uh, that need to be solved, things are complex, and you need to have a certain amount of confidence. And so, this was his way of helping people to navigate through uncertainty. And as I promised you guys, I was like, the more I can dig into the archives and and also bring you cutting edge things of what wisdom is trying to show us, I promised I would do that. And that is part of my call that I am endeavoring to do 
daily. So I want you to just take this as the gift it is to help you be able to reframe the uncertainty of what's going on. And I know it's hard out there. I know that if you look at the news, look at what you would feel like should be accurate, it changes on a dime and you don't know uh, from one hour to the next what's right, what's changed, what's, uh, you know, um, gossip, you know, our conjecture. And it, it makes for being very uncertain and, and shaky times. And so as we're all trying to navigate through this, I want you to be okay with holding two different things at the same time. Like I said before, you can have where in the short term, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. But in the long term, you know that things, like we said, things genuinely tend to work out. And holding that, even though everything in the now uh, says, nope, that's not the case. But yet and still, daring greatly, (laughs) shout out to Renee Brown, Dr. Renee Brown, daring greatly to still believe that. And so with this uh, concept of having that strong opinion. Let's even start there. So what we're going to do, we're going to break down. What does it mean? What does it take to have a strong opinion in today's world? And I will tell you, when you're looking at a quote unquote opinion, start with, as we said the other day, what you know and what you can be confident in. What do you know? Do you know your name? Do you know what you like or don't like? Do you know what you'll tolerate, what you'll put up with, and what is a deal breaker? If you start there, then that's a great way to have a strong opinion about what's going on in your life and in your world and in the life and the world of those around you, those that you might be responsible for. Um, and those that are looking up to you for some guidance, because that's another thing that people are not uh, realizing until it hits them. And that no matter how you want to think about it, there are people watching you and depending on you. I was um, having a conversation with someone, was it today or yesterday? And they were talking about how everybody in their family keeps texting, emailing, and calling them and asking them for updates as if they are in the in the, the, the situation room, <laughs> what's going on. And they were like, I don't know anything just like they don't. And, and we were talking about how you never know what's going to happen in certain situations until they unfold. And for this person, um, they were able to make peace with this is the role they're going to play in their extended family. And so they might as well settle in and get confident about what they do know and what they don't know and uh, start from there. And I didn't articulate it as I am now strong opinions, you know, weekly held. But I will say that that is a wise way to do something. Uh There are so many ways I could have, you know, presented this, but I wanted to keep it as an individualistic pursuit of wisdom in trying times. And what I want to say is, is that like, I, okay, so I learned about this concept through my psychological 
affiliations. And it was presented, and when I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm talking about having that strong opinion, but not being so dogmatic about it that you can't be uh, changed and evolved and, and willing to consider other opinions. Um, because excuse me, because what it does is it, it helps us in, in many ways to make sense of our, of our world, you know, uh, how we go about talking about, you know, making things make sense because that's how we're hardwired. And if you can have an opinion that at that particular moment you can feel good about, it helps us to negotiate the uncertainty and it helps us to find a footing and our bearings in trying time. So it's really advantageous, advantageous and therapeutic for us to have an opinion about what's going on. But in the meantime and in between time, we can't get so dogmatic about something that once we latch onto it, we never want to let it go because things change. And I really believe that at this particular time, one of the biggest lessons that we're having to learn is that what might be right in the morning will be wrong in the afternoon or the evening. Because as y'all know, if you go back and you look at um, even the titles of what I've been talking about through the beginning part of this year, it's all about mother chaos coming in and breaking up all of the stagnation and all of the order that has come to a grinding halt. Um, I was looking at uh, some symbolisms uh, just the other day um, because I had remembered that at the end of last year, Coming into this year, the stars had a line. Now, don't don't leave me here. I'm going to be talking just for a hot minute, just a little bit about some astrology and the stars that were aligning and how they have come to be were ushering in a time of great chaos. And people who do that type of energetic work, whether you believe it or not, I choose to be like, you know what, I, I can see some credibility in some of the things because of how powerful we as humans are in our ability to create. And so this is an ancient art and there's much power to to it, so I would be remiss if I did not give it its proper respect. And sure enough, going back and looking at how the skies looked the last time these stars, if you will, and these planets got into these alignments, there was great upheaval. There uh, was the Great Depression. Um, was it the Great Depression or World War One? Actually, I believe it was World War I, and then on the tail end of it was the Great Depression. And so the people who are in the know for this were talking about this whole idea of Saturn energy. And Saturn, if you look at the Greek mythology of things, if we look at what Jupiter is, Jupiter is Zeus, and Saturn is Kronos. And Saturn represents time, discipline, boundaries, and basically it checks to see if you are uh, able 
to withstand the scrutiny of observation. It also stands for contracts. You know, Saturday is, you know, our day of doing, you know, going and doing the stuff that we do for, you know, our private lives after we've worked all week or whatever. And um, it is said that when it is a time of Saturn, it's kind of like going through a test to see if you pass or fail. And if your foundations are weak, Saturn will quickly illuminate those areas that you're not ready for. And if, I mean, basically, <laughs> well, at least in the country that I'm in, in the United States, it looks like we are definitely going through a Saturn trial right about now. But this is this is not about astrology and all those kind of things. I just thought it was kind of interesting that we do have this happening. And it's only, we're just in the bottom part of the first quarter of this year. And we have already gone through so much. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Saturn, what are you doing? So, um, I just kind of wanted to, you know, bring that. And, you know, if you're interested in it, go for it. Google to your heart's desire. Um, it was just like a point of, hmm, that's interesting. So that's, you know, why I'm, I'm mentioning it. But getting back to understanding you during this particular time of how not to lose your mind, how not to wreck your, your life and your, your relationships with all the uncertainty that's going on, how not to just go and t- totally become an ostrich in the sand, hiding your head and just, you know, wanting to veg out on, on stupid, um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> guilty pleasure types of uh, movies and, and goofing off and all of that, uh, you know, as a form of avoidance. I kind of want you to understand that you're not alone and that this is actually a time of uh, recollection. And, and when I say recollection, I am really talking about recollecting how you feel about stuff. Because it seems that as the continued pressure of all of this is happening, we're having to look at what's brewing. We can't turn away. And I don't want to, you know, do a pile on, but I do want to mention that we are actually moving in to the season where we have acts of nature that are also uh starting to form. So in the area where I live in the Atlanta area of the United States, we're getting ready for those, mm, (laughs) those April showers and thunderstorms and the start of that particular tumultuous season on top of all of the pandemic fears and the like. And it's not fun. Uh, And the reason why it's not fun is because you kind of want this breather. You kind of want to exhale so that you can have enough room to take in the next inhale to get to work and start tackling the stuff that, you know, you would normally think that you'd have to tackle. Uh, But 
nothing is the same and no one has an answer because we've never in and you know in mar- in modernity we've never had to deal with something like this i found myself going back and going through all the archives i could get my hands on trying to find um true eyewitness accounts of what it was like when there were other pandemics um i went back and even looked at uh recent ones with with Ebola and uh, with the AIDS epidemic back in the 80s and trying to get my head around it, trying to find patterns. And, and I was like, wow, my need for understanding, my need for making sense of things was driving me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know that I'm not alone. And I know that there are people out here who are trying to make sense of it as well. And so I know this doesn't give you a direct hit on the head answer, but I will say this, that in times like this, to really uh, tap into your wisdom, it's okay to have a strong opinion, but loosely hold on to it for when new information comes out. And that could be by the second, by the minute, and by the hour. So it's okay. Just understand that. Seriously, you really want to understand that. So let me talk a little bit more about the idea of opinions. Because right now, there are a lot of people who are not having strong opinions. Instead, they are finding that they are having weak opinions and they're feeling like a puppet uh, with a puppet master's hand shoved up their back, like they're tossed to and fro. And that's not a good feeling because it causes us to lose ground. It causes us to lose our tether to our sense of control. And I will tell you, when you are out of control or have or have a great sense of a loss of control for too long, you revert back into your primitive brain and you fall back into those defense mechanisms that we've talked about in, in previous podcasts recently, you know, about the fight, flight, fright, or fawn and how you behave because of that sense of loss of control. And if it goes too long, then you get into this weird hyper sense of fawn Spawning where uh, it's all about, you know, me and mine and survival of the fittest. And you do things that if you were looking at yourself when you're in a calm state in your logical mind, you would be like, I would never act like that. So it's kind of like, under this is kind of like our little conversation of saying, hey, calm it down and let's understand that if nothing else, you can have two opposing uh, arguments going on in your mind. The thing that's going to help you is to hold on to something with a, a semblance of knowing and of confidence. And that becomes your strong opinion. But you can you can let go of it when you learn something else. And it's okay. And so, like I said, let's talk about that weak opinion that a lot of people uh, don't even realize that they're having that's that's doing them in. And so when we look at the weak opinions, they they're really problematic because what they do is they lull us into us a false sense of knowing because our weak opinions are usually based on what we heard from someone else and we become just simply 
people that parrot or regurgitate what somebody else has said. So you never have this instinct or this desire to develop an, um, an understanding or even an argument for why you have this opinion. And thus, it's kind of like you simply become a infantry person. Um, the other day I talked about uh, infantry or bootstrap, but not bootstrap, excuse me, boots on the ground or, you know, foot soldiers. And when I went back through and looked at the word, it really stands for infantry means baby soldier. <laughs> That's what it means. It usually meant the teens, the 14, 16 year olds that were too young to really uh, do some damage on a horse. And so they were the foot soldiers and they were usually going to be the last to know what the generals were uh, doing in their strategic operations of, of war campaigns. All they knew was what they were told and that's what they would do. And that's what a weak opinion is like. It's like being an infantry person and just operating on what you've been told. And because you put your faith in what you've been told, when something else comes up, it's hard for you to make the switch to even decide if you want to move on to that or, de as you should, develop your own opinion because you have given away the power of knowing and confidence to somebody else that, oh, well, it came from them. So it's, it has to be right. But what's your opinion? What's your strength about your belief system? And just even a little bit more about these weak opinions, what they also do is they don't allow us the, uh, the clarity to be able to test them because we put so much faith in them that we believe them just because Joe Blow said, well, this is how it is. We're like, well, surely they've tested it. Surely it's a strong opinion for them. So I'm going to just latch on. And when you don't uh, develop what your understanding is, you don't develop your arguments for why you believe this, you don't put it to a test. What ends up happening is, is that you close yourself off to being able to see, hear, and uh, process new evidence that could clash with this weak opinion. And then you end up in this horrible situation known as confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is when you believe something and the only thing you will uh, entertain is only the things that confirm what you already believe. So you build yourself an echo chamber. And that's not going to help because it will not allow you to work through. You see, this whole concept of strong opinions held weekly is so that you'll be able to trust yourself through the trying times, through the uncertainty that you'll be able to work through uh, what you need to and land on something that works uh, because you'll put your trust and your belief in your strong opinion. But because it's your opinion, you will do what it takes to test it. You'll do what it takes to understand why you believe it in your arguments. And because you're not so attached to it, the wisdom side of it, you know, wisdom 
is not about just being right. Wisdom is about being uh, open to, to entertain when new wisdom shows up, when new enlightenment, new understanding comes up. You know, wisdom says, let go of that belief and uh, embrace this one for this time. So you become even more fluid and flexible with your understanding of who you are, why you believe it, and how you can do it. And so it gets to the point where you, if you are operating in the strong opinions held weekly, understanding that you can have conflicting thoughts opinions and even emotions going on at the same time, it allows you to not get too attached to what you believe because you truly get to the point where you understand that what you believe could very well undermine your ability to see and to hear new evidence that would clash with those opinions. And one of the biggest things that we want to do is to understand that you are wise when you are willing to say, I don't know, or I was wrong. When I, when I started doing this uh, pursuit of wisdom, I thought wisdom meant that you had to be the highest authority. And when I started learning that wisdom is all about understanding that the more you know, the more you don't know. And that it is about the humility of, of knowing what you can be confident in and what you what you don't need to be confident in. And I started realizing that the true masters of any discipline um, that you'll find, they are very wise because they're very teachable. Um, they don't hold on to rituals and tradition for dear life. They understand that change truly is the constant and that they must continue to change. That's why they are always um, growing and uh, inviting new people and seeking out to find the waves and not just necessarily the trends and being able to hold various different conflicting ideas and opinions at the same time. And we would do well to calm ourselves down and know that it's okay to be wishy-washy in current search, uh, you know, situations. It's okay if in the morning you're devastated, but by the evening you're telling yourself or feeling like everything is going to be okay. Because this is the natural process that we go through. And I choose to believe that by having to abandon what we hold dearly as fact in the morning, and having to overhaul it as fakery <laughs> at night is helping us to do this very thing, to have strong opinions, but hold on to them weakly and understand that they can be usurped and replaced and that to be have strong belief is to be very flexible. And so I want you to trust yourself and I want you to know that in trying times like this, when you are trying to figure out and make sense of what's going on, it's okay to say, okay, that doesn't work anymore or I was wrong. But you know, you don't, now is not the time to dig your heels in and just stand 10 toes on it just because it was something you committed to. Because you can get yourself in a, in, in a lot of serious trouble 
Be willing to test. Be willing to develop your arguments for. And if they can't withstand the new information, the the new knowledge, the new facts that are coming along, you got to lay them down and let them go. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, Uh, like, share, subscribe, reach out if you have any questions or, or show ideas that you'd like for me to consider. And I want you to know that it is all right. Everything tends to be okay. Um, we might not know what's going on today, but I can guarantee you that if you continue to hold your expectations, things tend to work out all right. So I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.